0: Hey everybody this is Pastor David with We Are Church. I just want to thank you for taking the time to tune into this podcast. Here at We Are Church our mission is to be a place where people come to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. One of the ways we do that is through the reading and the teaching of the Word of God. So I just pray that this message would challenge you to take your faith to the next level and you would find freedom in every area that you need. God bless you and enjoy the message. What's up? We are church, man. So glad to have you here with us online tonight. Um, First off, man, I just want to thank every single person for tuning in tonight. And man, if you were with us last Saturday at worship night, man, that was an amazing night. If you weren't there, man, I'm super sorry that you missed it, man. God was in the house. It was amazing. We had more than I think we had seven, eight salvations. The altars were just flooded. The presence of God was so thick. Meant multiple people experienced God for the first time in their life. And it was just an amazing time, man. It was just a time of refreshment. Many of you know what happened to me a co- uh, last week with losing my father. It was a time where I deeply, deeply needed to encounter the presence of God, man. And, and no doubt God was there. It was it was just so amazing. And it was just such an exciting time. Um, but we'll be having more of that stuff coming up and we'll definitely let you know about that. But as you can see, um, we're doing this night a little bit different. Here we are. We're in my house. And uh, I specifically wanted to to not just preach a sermon, but I wanted to get more into a, a, an intimate devotion type of sermon tonight. And so um, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter six and we're going to start with verse twenty five. But before we do, let us pray um, before we jump into this. Dear Heavenly father? We just thank you for this time. God, I thank you for the opportunity to be here tonight. God, I ask for every person watching right now, God, that they would encounter you tonight. God, I ask that you would speak to us, God. God, that this would be a time of refreshment. God, that this would be a time of strengthening, God, that your word would become alive, God, active inside of us, God. Um, And I just thank you so much, Father, for meeting us here wherever we are, God, whether we're in our living rooms, whether we're in our cars, wherever we are, God, we just believe that you're going to meet us here tonight. God, I pray that you give me the words that you want to speak, God, not what I want to say, not my own wisdom or my own intellect, God, but what you want to say to your children tonight. God, we thank you for your word. We ask that every seed that is sown tonight would bear fruit in our lives. We love you. We honor you. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So Matthew chapter six, verses twenty five through thirty four says this says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. And this is Jesus speaking. He said, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have such little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat, what will we drink, or what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So I want to talk to you today about what we do in the midst of uncertainty. I feel like we stand right now as a church and as a nation in some of the most uncertain times in history. As we look around, we see so much chaos and so much destruction in and, and many of us. We've, we've we've lost family members. We've we've lost jobs. We've had cars break down. We've had relationships just break up and we've found ourselves in a place of so much uncertainty that we don't feel like we can move forward. Um, I know sometimes when, when I get like that, I get to a place of almost a paralyzed state where I can't move forward. And so I want to talk to you today about fixing our thoughts on, on what is certain. Right. And so today's message is titled this. I'm certain of this. I'm certain of, and I want to talk about three things that we can always be certain of. And the first is that God is still on the throne. That God is still on the throne that no matter what is going on around us, we have to remember that God is still on the throne and God is still in control. Psalms chapter nine, verses seven through 10 says this, says, but the Lord reigns forever, executing judgment from his throne. He will judge the world with justice and rule the nations with fairness. The Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name, trust in you for you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. In other words, David is saying, he's saying God is in control, that he never stops ruling or reigning. And as we look about all these things that are going on right now, you know, with the election and with With everything that's happening across the world, the pandemic and all of this stuff, sometimes it's easy for us to forget that God is still on the throne and that he still reigns and he's still in control. And so if we look at this, we see the promise. He said, man, the Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. He said, those who know your name, trust in you for you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. God, God is he's he's a shelter for the oppressed. That means he's he's protection, right? that he's a refuge in times of trouble. He's a, he's a way of escape. And many of us we've, we, we found ourselves in a, in a place where we just want to run and hide and isolate ourselves. But if we're running, we need to run into this, the only shelter that can bring us true protection. Right. And then instead of escaping to things that's that, that destroy us in life, we need to escape to the only place that, 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 that can actually be a true refuge. And he's saying, man, David's saying, man, he's, he's a, he's a refuge in times of trouble. Then he says, those who know your name, trust in you. That those who know your name, trust in you. In other words, those that trust that you're in control, right? That they they know your name, that they trust that you're in control. And here's what I've learned over the years. That in my attempts to gain control of things outside of my control, I lose control of my emotions. Right? Right? Like, is anybody there right now that that in your attempt to gain control of something that is outside of your control, that you're you're losing your stability, you're losing your emotional control and that things are just just out of way, just anxiety. You're snapping and you're in all of these these different things because you're trying to hold on to something that is outside of your control. And here's just a, a few quotes that have shaped my life over the years. The first one is let go and let God. And I know that's super cliche, man, let go. And let God. But that's that. that, That's what true surrender is. You ever heard the term sweet surrender that there's something so sweet about surrendering my life, saying, God, I can't I can't do this no more. So I'm going to I'm going to let go and I'm going to let you do what only you can do. Second one is is, is, I can't. God can. I think I'll let him that. I can't. God can. I think I'll let him. I want to challenge you today. For the thing that is outside of your control, the thing that you can't overcome, the sickness that you just the doctors don't even have um, a, a cure for, the thing that is dominating your mind and still in your joy and robbing you and just got you just stuck in anxiety and depression. The family member that's still out there, that's still lost, whatever that the finances that you don't have to pay your bills, whatever that thing is, it's man, just you can't. God can't just just let him just let him. I want to challenge you today to just just let God just just surrender. And say, God, I can't I can't do this, but you can. I think I'll, I'll, I'll let you, God. I'll let you. And I believe that one of the reasons we struggle so much to release our will over to God is because we're not fully convinced that he is that he's for us. Right. That somehow we think that, man, God, he might be for other people, but he's not really for me. Maybe you you have known that before, that, that God Is for you. But somehow, somewhere along the road, you you lost sight of that and forgot, man, that God is for you. And once you actually are truly convinced of that. Then you'll be able to release your will over to God. And so I want to talk. That's my second point. My second main point is that God is still for you, that God is still for you. Remember my first one was my, my first one is God is still on the throne. My second one is is God is still for you. He's still for you. And the reason I say God is still for you is because I know that sometimes we can we can forget that God was for us in the past. Right. So, so we need to remind ourselves of what God has already done in our lives. And when we get to times of of uncertainty where we just think, man, this isn't going to work out or "Or this is never going to happen. We need we need to remind ourselves of what God has already done in our lives. And, and we see in the Psalms, Psalms, chapter 136, verses 11 through 16, David says he brought Israel out of Egypt. His faithful love endures forever. He acted with a strong hand and powerful arm. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who parted the Red Sea. His faithful love endures forever. He led Israel safely through his faithful love endures forever. But he hurled Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. His faithful love endures forever give thanks to him who led his people through the wilderness. And we see David and he's not just quoting something that, that God has done just for him, but he's remembering times in the past where God's faithful love endured and where God delivered them from Pharaoh and where God split the red sea and where God, uh, devoured the enemies that kept the people trapped in bondage that he gave, that that he gave thanks to giving thanks to him who led his people through the wilderness, who made a way where there was no, wh- no way. And, and, and so we see David, he's saying, man, if God done it for my people before, then he'll do it for my people now. And as we find ourselves in this time of uncertainty, we look across this nation and we see things perishing and we're thinking about all of these, these, these possible things that might happen. We need to remember that if God, has brought revival before. And if God has restored before, and if God has healed before that God can do it again. And so we need to look at history, not just our history, but the history of this nation and the history of this world that that, that in times of, of trial, that God's children flourish. And right now we have an opportunity to grow and to flourish in the midst of all of this chaos. We have opportunities to take our our positions in the kingdom and walk in our authority and be the love that this world refuses to show that right now we have opportunities. But we need to remind ourselves that God did it before. He'll do it again. And I want to give us just a few reasons that God is for you, because I know it's, it's easy to struggle with that, that thought that God is for me, not just for you but God is for I struggle with that sometimes to think God is for me right first God is for you because he made you he's for you because he made you Hebrews chapter 2 verses 6 through 8 says what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you care for him look at this he's saying, what is man that you are mindful of him like like God who am I that you're actually mindful of me right or the son of man that you care for him that you that you care for me God he said you made him a little lower than the angels you have crowned him with glory and honor putting everything in subjection under his feet say man God who like who who is man that you actually you're mindful of him and you care about him he said but you just made us just a little lower than the angels and you've crowned us with glory and honor and you put everything in subjection under our feet meaning God gave us dominion in this earth to rule and reign that there's nothing else. In creation that was ever created is beautiful. I have as much authority. We are at the top of the food chain that we are created in the image of God. And that just blows my mind. That this God that individually he sees me individually. He sees you that he is mindful of you and he cares for you. Second, God is for you because he loves you. God is for you because he loves you. How do we know that God loves us? Because he demonstrated His love for us. Romans chapter five, verse eight says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners that not only did God show his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us, but he sent him to die for us while we were still sinners. Right. That that, that while we still did not care for him, while we still were pursuing the world, while we were still doing whatever we did, while, while he died for us, even knowing that we might never choose to love him, that that's how much God loves us, that he didn't just verbally say he loves us, but he demonstrated how much he loved us by sending his son to die for us. God is for you because he loves you. God is for you because it brings him glory when you come out. Victorious. It brings God glory when you actually walk in victory and when you succeed and when you make it through the storm and when you receive your healing and when 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 you're financially stable and when 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 you're getting to places you never could have got on your own. That brings God glory does not bring God glory to see his people defeated. Second Corinthians chapter two verses 14 through 15 says, but thank God. He has made us captives and continues to lead us along with Christ in Christ's triumphal procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance, rising up to God. Look what he's saying. He's saying, man, God has made us captives. He's saying, basically saying God has made us captives to his glory, leading, leading us along in Christ's triumphal victory, is what he's saying. He's saying made us captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession which means victory it says now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume that our lives are, are Christ are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God that when we walk in Christ's victory that that is like a, a sweet fragrance a, a perfume of of Christ's knowledge rising up to God that people can look at us and it's literally that they can see the glory of God on us because we are so victorious, that God is for you because it brings him glory. When you walk in victory, brings him glory. God is for you. It doesn't bring him glory to watch you fail and to watch you just rot away. No, God is for you. Some of you need to get that in your spirit tonight, that God is for me, that it brings him glory when I walk in victory. And third, God is still with you. My third main point, God is still with you. John chapter 10, verses 11 through 14. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. The wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Do you see that? Jesus said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm the good shepherd that I'm, that, I, that I'm with you, that I'm leading you, that I'm caring for you, that I'm not running away. He said, man, a, a hired hand. I'm not a hired hand. He said the hired hand runs when he sees the wolf coming. He said, man, I don't run. I'm not scared of an enemy coming in to attack you. There's nothing that can keep me from you and from protecting you. He said, man, I'm, I'm here. And he said, I, I know my sheep and my sheep know me, that he's not just some shepherd that doesn't know his flock and know his sheep. He intimately knows you and he desires that you would continue to know him and grow in the knowledge of who he is. He said, man, just as the father knows me and I know the father. That's, a, that, that, that's just as the father knows me and I know the father. That's where the, the two became one. They're the, 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 the two in the same. He says, man, I, I lay down my life for the sheep. That should give you hope tonight to understand that you're not here to walk this out alone. And not only is is he with you, but he he gave you the Holy Spirit to live and reside in you, to guide you, to speak to you, to to comfort you that you have. Literally, you became the temple of God, the sanctuary of God. Psalms 23. I'm going to end with the Psalms right here. Psalms 23. David says, The Lord is my shepherd. He's my shepherd. The Lord is my, my shepherd. He said, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want that. I shouldn't. I, I won't. I won't live in the lack that I'll have everything that I need provided for me. Right? So he makes me lie down in, in green pastures, meaning he gives me rest that he gives me rest. He said he leads me beside the still waters. That's the peace of God that is obtainable for us. That he leads me beside still waters, so that I don't have to be anxious. That God gives me the peace that I need. He said he restores my soul. How many of you need your soul restored today? That you're just walking around just just drained and depleted in anxiety and depression. And you just need your soul restored and refreshed said, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. Why? For his name's sake. Remember, because he gets the glory. He gets the glory. He gets the glory. He leads you in paths of righteousness. I said, yeah, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Look, though I walk through the valley, through the valley, through the valley, many of us are stuck in the valley, refusing to move. See, man, walk through the valley. The shadow of death, not the valley of death, but the shadow of death. said, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. When you can understand that even though you might be in the valley today and it looks like death all around you and it looks like there's no hope. You got to walk. You got to keep moving and you got to remind yourself that God is with you, that he is with you. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. God is with you. said, your rod and your staff, they, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That should make some of us shout to understand that in the presence of our enemies, even the people that want to devour us, that ain't for us, that betray us, that have backstabbed us, that God said, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. That should make some of us shout that God will will, will make it known in the presence of our enemies, that he is with us, that he is there to provide for us, that he will care for us, that he will open doors for us, that no man can shut, that God prepares a table for us before us in the presence of our enemies and they will not be able to harm you and he said you anoint my head with oil that's a beautiful thing right there when, when when the shepherd would anoint the sheep's head with oils because every every springtime right when it would get to summer there would be these massive flies and gnats that would swarm the sheep and they would crawl into the sheep's nose and they would literally start nesting inside of their brains and it would give the sheep so much anxiety because they could feel everything going on in their brains that they would literally bash their heads against something hard until they literally committed suicide so the shepherd would come and he would anoint every time right when it came about time that these flies and these gnats would start to 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 um to attack the sheep they would anoint their heads with oil and immediately once they would anoint the sheep's head with oil the anxiety would go away would literally go away and it would stop them from infesting and, and getting into their and laying eggs inside of their brain. He's saying, you anoint my head with oil. So my, my, my cup runs over Then my cup runs over. My cup runs over. God is saying, man, look, you, you're not going to have to live in the lack spiritually that the anointing that God will give you, the peace that he will give you, the strength that he will give you, the, the, the comfort that that he will give you, that that, 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 that will be something that, that, that runs over. So surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That his goodness and his mercy follows us, That is pursuing us every day of our life. Said, so and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I don't know about y'all today church but it's been a hard two weeks for me but here's what I'm grateful for I'm grateful that God is still on the throne that he's in control of everything that is outside of my control I'm grateful that I have a peace in the midst of my trial and my circumstances that I never had before I'm grateful that he's kept me for this moment I'm grateful that he has built me for this moment. And I want to challenge you today to remind yourself that God is still with you, that God is still for you, right? And that God is never going to leave you and never going to forsake you and that he's still on the throne and that he is still in control today. So I challenge you over the next week to press into God. Make him your way of escape. Make him your shelter. Run to him and you will receive everything that you need to move forward. Thank you for, for tuning in to this message today, man. This is a message that I prepared, that, that, that I needed for myself. I know everybody out there needs this. And so, man, I, I thank you for, for tuning in today. Um, next, Friday, next Friday, the 20th, we'll be back in-house service and we'll continue our online service on Saturdays. We got a lot of great things coming up. I'm gonna keep y'all updated on some things that we got going on in the community. We're actually linking up with a, tran- a Transitional Living Center for women and for men, and we're gonna help get some Christmas gifts for their children and, and a whole bunch of exciting things that you can sew into and, and come and be a part of, and I'll definitely keep everybody updated for that. Man, God is, God is moving. God is moving right now. His church needs to continue to move forward. We need to be mission-centered and focused right now on the mission of God in the midst of, of all of this stuff. Get outside of our own anxiety and our own problems and focus on the mission of God amen so thank you again for tuning in I want to pray for us real quick before we end the service oh let me pray dear heavenly father I just thank you God for this day I thank you for each and everything that you have done for us God I pray over every person right now under the sound of my voice watching this video God I pray that you give them peace right now God God that you would give us a, a freshness God that you would just ignite our hunger for you God And God, that as we choose to press into you, God, I ask that the word just come alive. God, that it would be new journeys, new encounters with you every single day. God, I thank you so much for sustaining your people. God, help us to focus on the mission. God, give us strong conviction to place the mission first before anything else. God, we thank you. God, I ask for protection over each and every person. And I thank you so much, God, for everything that you have done for us. In Jesus name. Amen. Love you, church. Thank you for listening to this week's message from We Are Church. I trust that you are blessed and moved in a way that changes your life permanently and allows God to guide you towards your calling in Christ. If you want to make We Are Church your home church or feel moved to sow into We Are Church, we want to provide the means to do so. You can join or give online at weareministries.com and you can also reach us on our social media platforms at We Are Church Nashville. God bless you. Have a great week.